Well, everyone loves the NFL draft, and on today's show, we have eight more prospects to break down who were big winners at the Senior Bowl to talk about whether or not they make sense for the Chargers. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always, my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we are very happy to be here with you guys. And we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons. And we're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. The only place you can find daily Chargers video and audio content. To make sure you never miss a show, go subscribe to our Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But David, one thing we didn't get to talk enough about, especially with Mock Draft Monday yesterday, was the Senior Bowl. And there were some big winners who put their you know names on the radar for hopefully the Chargers, but definitely for us as guys that we could be interested in and want to dig a little deeper into, including some guys we talked about last week that were already standing out, continuing those you know really good performances throughout the week and then into the game on Saturday for the Senior Bowl. But I know everyone loves to talk about draft prospects, so today we'll be getting into Jermaine Johnson, a couple of you know an edge defender and a couple of defensive tackles in the first segment, including you know Jermaine Johnson making his way into potentially the Chargers' 17th overall pick. You know, with how much he raised his stock over the weekend and. We all know we love some defensive tackles. Travis Jones, Perrion Winfrey today we'll get into. And then we'll talk about the offensive line and some potential Chargers offensive linemen, how they fared during the Senior Bowl week and the game itself. And then a really exciting wide receiver that I think we can say we are interested in for sure in the last segment and the best cornerback from the Senior Bowl week. But David, today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside, the best app that I know about. Just download the free Get Upside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. But David, last week we talked about the Senior Bowls and the early winners in that week. And one of the guys that stood out right away was Jermaine Johnson, who is a guy who's an interesting case study because he's an edge defender, right? Is what he would be for the Chargers. The Chargers are obviously have a need there. But he was at Georgia, had to end up transferring to Florida State to find the playing time that he wanted. And all he did was explode for 11 and a half, 12 sacks in his first season, you know, 16 or 18 tackles for loss. He was just ridiculous in year one. And then he goes to the senior bowl and you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time. So you kind of want to see as much as you can from him. And what I want to do today is play interested, not interested, or very interested. So we'll go through these eight prospects from the senior bowl and you'll tell me whether you're interested, not interested, or very interested. So how are you feeling about Jermaine Johnson who had a hell of a week at the senior bowl? Very interested in Jermaine Johnson, and how could you not be? This dude is what you look for when you're looking for an edge defender as far as a size, speed, profile. Six foot five, 260 pounds, a guy who can really use his leverage to convert that speed to power that you always hear about with pass rushers. This guy definitely showed showcased it the entire time he was at the Senior Bowl. He actually did so well that He's, I'm sure he got some word from his representation that said, hey, you know, you've done enough, kid. Now it's time to go. You know, let's just leave it at that. You don't need to show anything else. Let's not taint this, uh, you know, performance with any type of negativity after going out there and being as dominant as he was when he was at the Senior Bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm very interested as well because, I mean, if you're going to get him now, it looks like you have to use the 17th overall pick. But as far as me, you know, looking more into this and considering it more, I'm definitely thinking about it a lot more than yeah. I was because we know the Chargers need edge help. And then if you're going to get a really good pass rusher, it's probably going to come at the top of the draft and the Chargers need some help outside of Joey Bosa. And we don't know what's going to happen with Uchenna Wosu, and that, you know, makes the things a little bit foggier. But at the same time, I mean, good against the run explosive against the pass always keeps working has a great motor all the things that you're looking for and he might just be you know edge three by the time things are all said and done when the hype train finally arrives at the station because that's just how good of a week this dude had won all the awards for the week didn't even make it to the game because he just didn't have anything left to prove and i would consider myself very interested in jermaine johnson squarely on my radar for the chargers in the first round but another guy that i think all charger fans have fallen in love with at this point is connecticut defensive tackle travis jones who is the definition of a bully. And that's the thing you just kept seeing out of scouts at the senior bowl, just bully, 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 bully. Like that's just the the you know word of the day when anyone's talking about Travis Jones. And he absolutely deserves it. David, this isn't going to cost you a first round pick, which is why I think it makes it more interesting for the Chargers. But when you're talking about Travis Jones, a day two pick probably, what's your interest level? Yeah, I think this is another guy that I'm very interested in. Two for two. I, I just love the physical profile. I love the power, the strength, the, yeah. and, and it's not just strength. It's brutal strength. That is the way sure. I like to call it. Like this guy is, is vicious. He, he wants, he doesn't want to move you. He wants to move through you. He wants to demolish you. And that's apparent in his approach every single time they were putting him in drills and even in the game. I mean, he has uses that strength, which also helps with his leverage and also has pretty deceptive quickness and speed for a guy of that size. Also, <clears throat> just loved what he did in the game, too. It's one thing to show it in practice and going up in those one-on-one -on -one situations. It's another thing to do it in the game where he had a rep where he basically pushed the, the center into you know the, the quarterback and got a sack, which was yeah. ridiculous. Like you you just don't see that. That's the, that you know type of I'm gonna move a car out of the way type of strength. So for a defensive tackle, that's what you want. I mean, yes, this is a, probably more of a two-down guy. Uh, you know, but he has some pass rush ability. I mean, this is a, a very intriguing pick, especially if you're talking about the second second round. Third, if you get him in the third round, it's an absolute steal. I don't think that that's yeah. possible after this type of performance, though. Exactly, his stock is going to shoot up. And this happened last year too. We're like, hey, you know, Chargers can nab this dude in the third or fourth round. Like this is going to be crazy. And then all those dudes ends up going, you know, in the top two rounds, two and a half rounds, and that always happens. But yeah, Count Me In is very interested in Travis Jones because. I think the other thing about him is that, yes, he's probably more of a two-down player. And what I loved about him is even when he wasn't getting the production, the sacks and tackles and things like that, like he was just blowing up plays, you know, yeah. left and right. Like even if he wasn't getting home, finishing the play, he's just such a disruptor on the interior where I feel like you will at least get some push out of him. It's going to be hard for any one guy to stay in front of him, even in a pass rush situation because he does yeah. have a good bull rush. He did look good in his one-on-one -on -one situations. But another guy that looked really good in his one-on-one -on -one situations was Perry on Winfrey, an Oklahoma defensive tackle. What I loved about him was he used his hands a lot, right? It wasn't just a bull rush as far as his pass rush moves. But, like, the dude is another freak. I mean, you know, another guy who's, like, 6'4", pushing 330 pounds, freak athlete, playing mostly nose tackle, but played a lot of three technique this week. Dave, this is a guy who shot up and was a lot of people's big winner from the senior bowl. So when you're talking about another defensive tackle, you're a non-first round player again, you know, looking at alternatives to Jordan Davis, where is your interest level here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, if, if we're looking at this guy, very, very productive at the senior bowl. I mean, he was the senior bowl MVP, actually, which yeah. is crazy for a defensive player. Two sacks. 
three tackles for loss, a guy who's got extremely long arms uh, and utilizes those to great effectiveness, especially, you know, in those drills against the run. He showed a lot of that explosive get off and you know, those active hands to be able to beat some of those solo blocks. Shedding so, blockers. I mean, yeah, yeah, shedding yeah, blockers, yeah. right, which obviously is imperative if you're going to be able to play defensive tackle right. at a high level at the next level. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to like in Perry and Winfrey. I'm definitely interested in getting to know this player a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I would count myself as interested. I'm definitely not yeah, not. In, interested. I would say interested, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm not in the very interested category. Sure. I mean, he yeah. put himself on my radar, and, like, he's probably a second-round pick. He maybe even shoots up a little higher than that. But I liked what I saw from him. Comes with some, you know, positional versatility because you feel like he could either play where, you know, a Justin Jones was playing or where yeah. Jerry Tillery plays at more of a three-technique kind of position. Yeah, but... at 303 pounds, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, he's he's huge, but he's also really athletic, had nice pad level, showed a good anchor in the running game. I've you know watched a lot of clips of him fighting off double teams as well and being able yeah. to shed guys and split guys. And his one-on-ones, like I said before, like when you look at those one-on-ones against you know a pretty decent batch of interior offensive linemen, a couple of those guys standing out, even though most of them got dominated the whole time. I mean, he was one of those dudes, and I mean – considerably raised his draft stock with his senior bowl performance. And I mean, someone that I think a lot of teams are looking at now, especially if they need defensive tackle help and the chargers definitely need that. But there's also a big hole at right tackle and some guys that could potentially fill it that were filling in at the senior bowl and guys that were commonly mocked to the chargers in a lot of mock drafts, including Trevor Penning and Daniel file. Did he turn things around after we weren't impressed last week at the senior bowl and including one guard that I would consider in the second round with his outstanding performance. And we'll get into that coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, and that's betonline.net. And even though there's not as much football going on right now, the best place to bet on everything football-related is always betonline.net and for any sport in general. I mean, you can go basketball, UFC, NHL, everything that you can think of, you can bet on at betonline.net. And they have the most creative games that you guys are going to play for. They have a ton of specials going on all the time, and especially with the Super Bowl coming up, there's one place that you want to bet on that, and that is betonline.net because they have so many different props that you can choose from, player props, game props, all of the fun stuff that comes along with the big game. You can get at betonline.net because that's what I'm always looking for, especially in those big game situations. I'm looking for the weirdest bets I can find. And the nice thing about betonline.net is they definitely cater to that, as, long as, you know, as well as having a ton of other specials where you can enter into contests and things like that to really you know, put a big tent into your bank account and have a lot of money put into it just because you can bet a little and win a lot if you play your cards right. And they have a lot of opportunities to do that at betonline.net. But from ba- you know basketball, baseball, when it comes back, NHL, football, college football, anything that you can find, even your favorite Vegas casino games, betonline.net is where you want to go because you guys can't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that they have available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. I also have to tell you guys about that app I was telling you about at the beginning of the show, the GetUpside app, the app that everybody needs to know about because most of us are getting gas at the gas station still. And if you're going to the gas station, you don't have the GetUpside app, you're doing something wrong because my listeners are making a bunch of money back on their gas when they sign up for the free GetUpside app, which you can get on the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Where you, and on your first visit, you can get 25 cents or more back per gallon on your first visit with the promo code to touchdown since you listen to this show 
I mean, everyone would like to take 25 cents off the number at the gas pump, right? So if you use that promo code touchdown, when you guys sign up with the free get up sign up, you guys can save 25 cents or more with the promo code to touchdown and especially rideshare drivers, food delivery drivers, things like that. You can save hundreds of dollars every year just by getting the get upside map and getting that money back. And there's no downside to it because you can get the money back straight into your bank account. You can get it through PayPal. You can also get it to Amazon and other big gift card brands as well. Save money when you're at the pump. It's not hard. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is download the Get Up Sign app for free. And you can also use the promo code to touchdown to save 25 cents or more per gallon on your first fill up. All right, David, we're definitely going a little bit of a rapid fire pace here today, just talking as many prospects as we can from the senior bowl, because there were a lot of guys who definitely stood out and a lot of guys that filled the positions that the Chargers need. And one of the guys that was really commonly mocked to the Chargers in the first round, still some, is Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, dude who physically, I think, has a lot of the things that you want, right? Mentally, we know how aggressive and kind of just tossing dudes around. He comes with a certain level of viciousness. But if the Chargers want him, it's probably the 17th overall pick. I mean, it's hard to think that he's going to slide deep into the second round. He had an up-and-down week at the Senior Bowl, to say the least. So what would you say right now as far as your interest level? We know the Chargers have a right tackle problem in taking Trevor Penning or just at least being interested in him. Yeah, I I think my interest level is kind of lukewarm. It's not like a not interested at all. Somewhere in between not interested and interested. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where I'm at with Trevor Penning. They were trying to break the game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. trying to give my honest opinion of it. Obviously, you love his aggressive nature and and the physicality that he plays with and that mean streak. I I love that in an offensive lineman. I love that in an alignment period if it's offensive or defensive, you kind of have to have that mentality if you're going to have success at this level. So I love that, but I just think that he's a little bit stiff in pass protection. He also has a little bit of trouble with those speed rushers and most particularly an inside move, which yeah. is something that is very, very concerning with you know some of the most explosive, twitchy, very, very, very fast athletic football players and just human beings on the face of the earth coming after the quarterback and it's your job to have to deal with that. I, I just, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with Trevor Penning at 17. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be at the same level. I mean, I am definitely interested and I think it's just more about what the price is. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe trade back guy, maybe, you know, I, I warm up to it a little bit. If you're adding more potential impact players in the second or third round or something yeah. like that. Maybe I feel better about it. And I think every Charger fan is still a little scarred just because of the years of lack of development on the offensive line and the lack of ability to draft a good offensive lineman and be able to scout a good offensive lineman that's going to work out for you because the yeah. list is one. It's yeah. Rashawn Slater, and that's in nine seasons with you know general manager Tom Telesco. There's one good offensive God, lineman. That sounds disgusting coming out of your mouth, man. Hearing that, it's just it's terrible. I know it's and like hard it's, to think back at all the guys. Too. It's such yeah. an indictment. It's hard to think back of all the guys, right? I mean, it, it's hard to look and, and see every one of them. But like when you think about it, I mean, DJ Fluger, right, was a one big one, right? And then there was a lot of interior linemen, not a lot of tackles taken from them. You know, Trey Pipkins obviously looked a lot better. But, I mean, there was a lot of other misses in there. Forrest Lamp, Dan Feeney end up both being misses. I mean, depending, I guess, what your expectations yeah, are. Yeah, Chris Watt, right? Yeah. The, Chris the Watt, I mean, Donovan Clark. I mean, there's there's a few different guys that you could yeah. throw in there that fit. But there's one good one, and it's Rashawn Slater. And he's That's a really right. good one, right? That's a really? home run pick. You went from no good ones to one, you know, all Grand pro. Grand slam home run. All pro level offensive lineman. But – 
I think that's the tough thing. I'm interested, you know, somewhat in Trevor Penning, but just with yeah. the 17th overall pick, especially seeing some of the really polished offensive linemen we've seen the last couple of years and getting spoiled by that a little bit. I think that's the right place. To now, come if out. they trade back to say 24, 25, then my interest level definitely goes up. Sure. And then I think at that point, it's like, against who though because it's like you're yeah. not taking him over andrew booth you're not right. taking him over Definitely jermaine not. johnson you know no. what i mean so no. it's like and i'm those guys probably aren't gonna make it to 25 but <laughs> yeah, probably but not but this guy yeah. could make it to 25 and i think maybe the only guy david's not interested in at all and that's daniel faalele another guy who is just a behemoth i mean like six nine 360 plus pounds some people Gigantic. Have him, you know he's been up 380 to pounds yeah, yeah like so it, it, he's a monster dude, and he did what people thought he would do. He was good in the running game just because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you still have to be able to move he's, well at that time. He's size. the size of four people. Of course he's going <laughs> to do good in the running game. The guy is gigantic. Yeah. But we also did get to see him going up against some elite competition as well, and he did that some in the Big Ten too. I mean, that's sure. it's not a slouch conference or a mid-major right. by any means. But right. You definitely saw some of the cons, and I think especially when you're talking about interest level, you're talking about interest level as potentially a first-round pick as a mm-hmm. developmental guy. So where's your interest level at? Zero. Yeah, zero <laughs> in the first round. I have no interest whatsoever. And, and it's because, yes, the guy is gigantic and huge, but you would imagine a guy of that size would have such an, an amazing, incredible anchor that this guy is not going to get moved off his spot. Sure. He's not going to have smaller guys that are able to get under his pads and really move him and really knock him over. But we saw yeah. that repeatedly at the senior bowl practices. We also saw, rep, sure. yeah, yeah, a, a guy not having great balance, which I understand that being that size, but you would imagine it would be a lot more difficult to move him off his spot. Well, and but, I think it's a technique thing too more than because we yeah. know he has the raw power because you see sure. it in the running game and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But when your footwork isn't good and you're not getting your landmarks and pass protection, that means you're kind of yeah. in between steps when they're engaging you. And I mean, it doesn't matter how big of a dude you are. If you catch somebody in between steps or something like that, they're going to be off oh, yeah. balance and you're going to be able to move them easily. But right. I think that's Timber, just something you're going saw. down, right? See, so, yeah, and I think we can both say, you know, we're not interested at this point. I mean, anybody with that kind of girth is going to interest me to an extent. <laughs> um, I mean, you're, you're interested in yeah. the traits, obviously, but I do think it's more, it seems more of like the a issues with quickness are very, very concerning for a, a tackle that you would be looking at taking in the first round. Just, and this is going to be I a great clip, you know, when somebody cuts this up after he makes his first all pro team and it's just like, look at these dudes who doubted this. Yeah, he's not Makai Becton, right? I mean, we've seen right. freakish dudes like go in the first round. There's a reason why a dude that size isn't going where he is. And I think yeah. that's just – and, I mean, he could turn into – obviously, he, there's a, a big, Bro. giant, 380-pound ball of moldable clay, which is obviously exactly. attractive, right? But Definitely. you're looking at this point for the Chargers where they're at with their roster. You're looking for dudes who can compete right away. Right I just now. don't yeah. think he, he brings – that to the table but yeah, and, and like i said we're not saying that this guy can't turn into somebody but as it stands right now the profile we're looking at you can't be comfortable taking him that early it's pretty much round. just size i mean that that's yeah. what you're drafting you're drafting the size and it's easy yeah. for me to say because he's plays tackle a lot better than i would but there is for another sure. guy though that i think <laughs> that you know is interesting because he could become a starter right away for you an instant impact player the interior offensive lineman of the week zion johnson who won every pretty much offensive line award going up against the, a really, really stacked defensive line. And I think the thing that definitely set him apart for me is just watching all these other dudes, the Perrion Winfrey's, the Neil Farrell's, right? The Devontae Wyatt's, the, I mean, all these guys that we saw there and impressed, like this dude was only do going toe to toe to him. And he yeah. brings a lot to the table, but he is a guard and you'd have to probably spend a second round pick if he gets there. He's considered a late first round pick. 
you would have a decision to make if he falls to you, you know, middle of the second round. But what was your interest level just seeing what that dude was able to put together in senior bowl week? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to like with yeah. Zion Johnson, especially just his willingness to be to try different things. Like that he showed up to the senior bowl and they're like, you know, or before he showed up, they're like, hey, we, we want you to snap the football. They want We want you to play a little bit of center. So he was a not a center. He's never played center. center before, ever. He was a tackle and a guard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a tackle and a guard. And they say, hey, we want you to, you know, see what you look like at center. And and to his credit, he went out there and he learned it and he and he performed and he got better. So he showcased the ability, the versatility to go out there and literally play all five positions on the offensive line. That versatility at the next level is incredibly valuable. But uh, I think at his core, he's definitely a guard. Um, yeah. He's a guy who's very strong. and a plug-and-play starting right guard for the Chargers yeah, if they yes. sign him. Right. Very strong, very technical. Uh, I think that's something I saw repeatedly in some of the reports about him. And, you know, like I said, the versatility. So the strength, the technical acumen, and the versatility are all reasons why you should be pretty interested, especially in the second round. If this is a guy that's there in the second round and he falls to you, I think you got to be pretty excited about adding another guy who can be a part of your offensive line for the next, hopefully, five to ten years. Yeah, and I think the most realistic situation where they would be interested in something like this is if they went out and signed a veteran right tackle, yeah. you know, somewhat of a band-aid. And I mean, that would even if you got like a Dennis Kelly, for example, and you put this dude at right guard, and then center to left tackle, you're going Corey Lindsley, Matt Filer, Rashawn Slater, like Yeah. You're feeling really good about four out of those five dudes, maybe all five of them. But that's yeah. why it's interesting because you could potentially get a dominant player at an undervalued position at guard. When yeah. you know the top guards are still making 15, 18, you know, like Brandon Sheriff, that dude's getting paid. Yeah, like, look at Joe Joe Thune. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, the guy's getting big money. So I, it would just be one of those interesting positions because it's not the highest thing on the Chargers' needs, obviously. But it, but it is a need. Just, right. Especially in a trade back situation, maybe you get a second, second round pick, yeah. right? And then in that scenario, it's like, okay, well, snag that dude up because you feel For like sure. you're him in and play him <laughs> right away. One against power, one against quickness, one against speed. Yeah. You know, held his own was the best offensive lineman, probably the best just overall offensive lineman at the senior bowl overall, which is saying something. I mean, because there were a couple of good dudes out there, but there was yeah. one wide receiver that really popped for us, David, a dude coming from a small school that really put his name on the map that we have to get to because he brings a lot of the traits we're looking for out of something we need from the wide receivers that the Chargers are lacking right now. It also wouldn't come with the first round price tag on it, which is also very important. So we'll talk about him and potentially a corner of the Chargers could target in this upcoming draft class coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the only place you should be ever getting any kind of auto part is at rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need to wind or the often pointless or seemingly intimidating question, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, only choosing the brands that they serve at their warehouse. When you guys can go with rockauto.com, a family company that is going to save you a ton of money on your auto parts. So save time and money when using Rock Auto because why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more at a chain auto parts store or a car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com who's going to give you the best prices while also making it super simple. I've used Rock Auto several times, more times than I wish I could have. But the nice thing is, is when something has happened with my car or something goes wrong, I feel a little sense of comfort knowing I know the place to do it and I know they're going to make it super easy on me because I don't know a ton about cars. But when I go to rockauto.com every time I've gotten it within a few clicks, you know, very basic information I have to give back. I'm finding the part that I need and I always know 
that I'm getting the best price at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com to see all the bars they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, David. Well, we talked about a ton of prospects from the Senior Bowl, a lot of exciting guys. I mean, there's guys that we didn't even get to get into, including a few edge rushers, you know, that impressed and made you think, okay, maybe there's some more help the Chargers could bring in in the middle rounds of the draft. But there was one guy in a wide receiver, Christian Watson, that stood out a ton at this Senior Bowl and definitely deserves to be talked about. I know you said you reminded you a little bit of Tyrell Williams, mm-hmm. a guy that's tall, fast, can do some quick stuff for you as well, and for a big receiver, has better route running than you're usually seeing from these dudes and has the top end speed. Because that was the thing about Tyra Williams. Is there's a lot of receivers that are that big, but most of them profile more closely to an Alshon Jeffrey or a Mike right. Williams or one of those kind of receivers. They're not usually flyers, right? Usually yeah. those dudes are 5'11", 6'7", right. in yeah. Calvin Austin's case, right? Some of these right. really tiny guys. Tyree. But this dude comes with, you know, the complete physical package. He was definitely, oh, yeah. you know stood out compared to a lot of those receivers out there just physically with the speed, with the size, all of that stuff. So when you saw this dude kind of popping off at senior bowl week, what was your interest level there? Yeah, very interested. I mean, this is very. a very, very exciting player. I think that he offers and he shows a lot, uh, especially during the senior bowl week that you really like. This is a guy that I saw that hit 23 miles per hour in the senior Oof. bowl game multiple times. It wasn't just once. It was it's multiple fluke, times. Yeah. Really, really quick release too. I think diving catch he made too for a big yeah. dude coming back to a short, you know, underthrown ball. Yeah, and winning time. on the route too. Winning on the route with quickness at first, and then being able to adjust and, and contort his body to be able to make a very difficult catch too. And by winning on the route, David means he threw the man on the ground at the line of scrimmage. Like, oh just, yeah, the dude, the dude hit the ground, which is why he was so wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> but like I said, really quick release. I love that as a guy who can really yeah. separate at that size. A very crisp route runner. You saw that a lot in the one-on-ones, him being able to really, you know, break off those routes and really create some separation there. Strong hands in the contested catches that we we got to see as well. A a guy was really able to go pluck that ball um, out of the air. And a willing run blocker, too. I mean, this is another underrated aspect as a wide receiver that, you know, you have to be able to do. If you want to be on the football field and you want to get those opportunities to go make those sexy, explosive, big catches – you got to be able to run block too and help out your running backs and also help out those guys on the end. Uh, this is a guy who can do all of that and do it at a pretty high level. Yeah, I mean, you love the the fiery competitor that shows yeah. up in the run blocking game. I mean, he has some, you know, videos I've seen of him just decleating dudes, you know. Love so it. the want to is there. And, and I, I can't remember who posted the quote. I wish I can give him credit for it. But one where he literally boxed three dudes to set up another player to get a touchdown in the same play. So, like, you love that part of it. And, I mean, he comes with the whole package. And, and a guy that I mean, kind of reminds me like Des Fitzpatrick from last year, a guy that was running really good routes but didn't have that top, you know, top end speed yeah. that a lot of teams are working for. The other thing I love about this dude is at North Dakota State, you got to see him with the ball in his hands a lot in the open field because they run a ton of jet sweeps, yeah. a super run-heavy offense that couldn't really maybe use him to his fullest potential, right, playing at the FCS level. But a guy that you've seen, you know, take a jet sweep, some of the Chargers have tried way too many times unsuccessfully, and take it to the house, right, and make people miss. I wouldn't say he's overly elusive in the open field, but when he's running in open space just with that speed and his, you know, size to be able to break arm tackles and things like that, he's not easy to bring down when you're trying to get him moving laterally. 
you know, so like to have that package and have a guy with good hands, a guy who can take the top off the defense and do a little bit with it after the catch, especially if he has some room. Yeah, don't let this Tell dude stride. Yeah, don't let yeah. this dude get into his stride or he's going to take off. And I think that's one of the reasons why it reminded me a lot of Tyrell Williams is that Tyrell Williams in that, is in that same situation. If you got him on a crosser or on a slant uh, across the middle of the field and you didn't touch him or you didn't sure. disrupt him, he was gone. And and yeah. I think this is a, another guy who kind of has that similar stride. Yeah, I mean, it just erases angles, right? Yeah. The dudes think they have a good angle on you, and you're running and then you you're know, gone. Yeah, laterally. Then gone. It's such a hard tackle. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think we, you know, we've seen Nazir Adler get beat on some of those plays where a guy's crossing his face over the middle, catching it in front of him. But once you're not making that initial tackle, it's done. You know, So it, it's super interesting. It's going to be yeah. very interesting to see where his draft stock ends up and if it would make sense for Another the guy that the combine could probably change where he might go. Depending well, the on the senior bowl already has. Yeah. yeah, but if he goes out and runs a 4-3, like some oh, yeah. people think he will, whoo, that dude is going to be <laughs> skyrocketing. Yeah, because, I mean, he was just super impressive. And you got to see an FCS dude compete against, you know, top level, Division One. you know, even though they're both technically Division One, but sure, like power but- five corners and dismantling them, you know, tracking the ball deep. Good hands, contested catches, creates more separation than big receivers do. So much to like there. I mean, definitely one of the guys that's sweetheart of the senior bowl. This was a guy coming from a small school that got the invite to the senior bowl that was able to show what he was able to do against the best of the best of college football that are that is going directly into the draft. I think this is the, the one of those opportunities for evaluators from every team to be to really be able to see what they did on tape and compare that to what they did at the senior bowl and really kind of round out their formulations and how they think about these guys. I think it's a key cog in their evaluation process. The senior bowl, very important. So the fact that this guy stood out like that, definitely going to help his draft stuff. Yeah, of course. And I mean, just as far as the Chargers go, it makes sense for what they need. Every team needs a bigger, faster receiver. And Tom Telesco loves his senior bowl players. So we all know that. He does. Somebody will get drafted by Tom Telesco that was at the senior bowl. You know, we're probably talking about one of them today, potentially. So there's one more guy that we should hit on, though, before we wrap things up. The winner of a lot of people's biggest winner at cornerback for the senior bowl, Roger McCreary, shows up on, you know, our list today to get into as far as we were looking for corners to come away with. There wasn't a ton of separation. I don't know if there was one dude that totally shut everything down, but this is a guy that has potential first-round buzz around him and a guy that won a lot of those matchups. I mean, those one-on-one matchups for corners are so tough at the Senior Bowl when you just have all that space. It's just Mm -hmm. cover everything. You know what I mean? There's no – your man coverage and the dude can go wherever he wants against you, but this is a guy that at least in the one-on-one videos and things that I've seen and at least the reports coming out of the Senior Bowl was winning a lot of those one-on-one matchups, but I think the – whether you're interested or not kind of depends on what you'd be willing to spend on him because he's another guy that's potentially a tweener as far as a guy who could go late round one. Would you feel comfortable round two, or is there someone that you're going to like there more than that potentially if they slide to that pick for the Chargers in the second round? So where was your interest level, David, on Roger McCreary? Yeah, I, I'm not super interested in, in McCreary just because I think this is a this is a guy who excels greatly in man coverage. I think we saw that in his one-on-one reps. Um, he, he's all yeah. over it and he's very, very sticky in that. He's very technical in that. He's very, that's very comfort small. Zone for sure. yeah, he's very small arms. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing that was, was all over the place, all over yeah. profiles, all, all over this that. guy. Yeah. It was a big talking point. So, 
Um, you know, I think it doesn't, it's not like a end all be all as far as his game is concerned, but you can envision certain circumstances where that would get him in trouble. Guys that are six foot five, six foot, you know, six going up there and just mossing him. I think you have some concern over that. Just, you're not, he's not going to be able to reach as far as those other dudes. It's just as simple as that. And a guy who I think said that, you know, based on comments from other people that he doesn't really have a lot of familiarity playing zone coverage. So um, in the scheme that the Chargers play, you're going to have to be more multiple than that. So obviously I'd like to get more into it. I'd like to see him a little bit more, but I don't know if I'm that interested at 17th overall. Yeah. Just preliminarily, you know, like, I mean, it, it, it's hard for me to justify a top two pick for the Chargers to take him. I see there's a lot. There's some things I love. I mean, he had some really good tape against Alabama where he's going up against some really good wide receivers, made some plays against Jamar Chase even. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you've seen him go up against really quality opponents. That's the nice thing about him. You get to watch him go up against SEC wide receivers. Right. In a couple years of that. So yeah. there's a lot of really good players he's been tested by. I'll look a little bit more into it. I, I'd say yeah. mildly interested at this point because of what it takes probably right i mean now if he's looking at more of a solid day two pick maybe i could think of it if i watch more more you know just because knowing the chargers need that position if you can find a playmaker there he's obviously not another big guy i mean i think you'd like a more prototypical long outside corner but those are easier said than done like you don't find those a lot so this dude i mean played outside primarily right and was just locking people up one-on-one some people have questioned the speed. I mean, I've seen him chase down and have some pretty good recovery speed. Yeah, speed looked pretty good, good to me. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely I wasn't the issue I saw with it. Everybody gets toasted once in a while at the senior yeah. bowl on those you know, drills. So I thought overall he performed pretty good. A feisty dude mm-hmm. who fights people at the catch point. Those are all traits I definitely like from him. But seems like we've talked about 100 prospects already, and it's probably been like 15 or something like that. But <laughs> we've enjoyed this draft process so far, and there's still so yeah. much we have to give to you guys in that aspect as we keep going. We wanted to at least give you guys some draft stuff to chew on, even though the draft is a couple months away. I know you guys love the draft stuff. But on tomorrow's show, we looking back at the Chargers because we're going to start something we're excited about and do a stay or go show where we talk about the internal free agents for the Chargers. And we'll go through the list offensively and defensively and say whether they should stay or whether they should go. Something fun I thought we could do, especially at this point in the offseason when there's not a lot going on. So make sure to check back in tomorrow for that. To make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the new Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. If you can't find it at any of those places, we do post the show every day on all of our social media. So you can find it on my Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drugmeyer's Twitter at DroTalk. SD, and you can also find the show's page at Locked On LAC, and we'll give you a bunch of links to pick from if you can't find it where you normally get it. But you can also find our new at Locked On Chargers Instagram page and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page, and also that you guys can get in on the action on Fan Mail Friday, where we give the show to the fans and let you guys kind of guide things. You can hit us up on Twitter, or you can go onto the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. But thank you guys for helping us, you know, get into these senior bowl prospects we appreciate you guys checking out the show today and we'll also be back tomorrow with some stay or go for charge internal free agents but until then take it easy and go bolts